You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators go to sell more of their online courses. I'm super excited because we have an absolute rock star with us this week. A little bit about this person. She helps course creators and coaches automate their list growth. She does that so they can attract a steady stream of targeted clients for their courses and programs. And she does this via Pinterest. She's an absolute Pinterest marketing specialist for online course creators and coaches. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Jana Rowe-Osofsky from Jana O'Media. Jana, how are you? Hi. Wow, that's quite the introduction. Oh, hey, I just I read do. it straight off your website, you know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's going to be easier than going back and forth. But, yeah, but it has all that energy behind it, that Jano energy. Oh, yeah, that was the best part, right? <laughs> Not so much the words, it was the energy, yeah? <laughs> totally. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for being on. Jana, <laughs> I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you yes. got one for us? I do. And I always get it wrong. So I'm going to read it because I always mix up the two words that are the, the key words there. But I love um, the book uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And yes. James says that it is your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. Say that five times fast. Um, but I love that. <laughs> I love that quote because, um, first of all, I, I believe it's very true and I live it. And um, it has a lot to do. I think it really influences how I approach things both in my personal life and with business too. So I love yes, it. Love that quote myself. And I'm also a huge yeah. fan of that book. Do you want to give it another shout yeah. out in case any of the listeners haven't read that? It's probably sure. like the number one book to read for entrepreneurs, right? Could be. Yeah. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it's all about the small you know, habits, the little things um, that you do that add up to the big results. So it's a great book. I love it. Yes, me too. Yeah. Okay. So Jana, my plan for today's podcast, we're going to get deep into Pinterest, right? Why we should use it, how to use it, why it's good. But before we get okay. into that, I'd love to hear a little bit about you and my listeners would as well. So can you let us know what is it you do? Why do you do it? How did you get into it? Why should we listen yeah. to you? Give us the, uh, the quick 101 there. Not quick yeah. 101, sorry. You can take as long as you like. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I, um, so I got my start in online business about, I, I've been saying three years now for longer, for close to a year. So it's probably about four years. <laughs> and um, I had worked, you know, in kind of a, you know, kind of a typical corporate type of situation. I got a degree in marketing and then ended up working in human resources in Boston. And when I moved to South Florida, which is where I live now, I was um, actually like, I, I made a career change essentially. I didn't really want to work in human resources anymore. And so I started using my marketing degree again and I worked for my family's business for a little while. And then in a desire to really want to be location independent, um, I decided to start a business that was going to allow me to do marketing of some kind I knew and probably writing and creating, uh, but to do it from my laptop and to do it at any time and from anywhere. And uh, when I think back on that burning desire that I had, and I think about what life is like now, it's really cool because I really um, have achieved that. So it's exciting. Um, so I started as a virtual assistant because I figured, you know what, I'm going to just like get my toe in and learn about online business. And it was the perfect fit for me in the beginning. 
Um, and one of my first clients who was in the online space was a um, course creator who is also a brand strategist. Um, so she was a brand strategist first, still does one-to-one -one work, but also created courses at some point in her journey um, and does some coaching too. So she really falls into kind of like all three of the categories of the people that I love to help. And so through her, um, excuse that little ping, um, through her, uh, my work for her and my work supporting her, and by the way, I still support her um, four years later because she's amazing and I love everything she does and touches, but um, she's my only like retainer client now. Um, but through my work for her, I discovered, I, I learned first of all about this whole online business and the, um, the general area of self-improvement and coaching. Mm. Um, and I also learned uh, from a more tactical approach all about lead generation and, um, you know, bringing people in cold traffic, warm traffic, social media, you know, funnels, all these things. And one of the things that I learned when I was working with her um, in the beginning was I learned that her main source of lead generation, the main source of traffic to her website, the main source of traffic to her lead magnets, and the main way she was growing her email list and still does today was through Pinterest marketing. And that was eye-opening to me, of course, because like some of your listeners, um, it might be like me. you know, in the situation now, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I was at that point where I still thought of Pinterest as a place where you would go to get recipes and home decor ideas and Wedding it still Christmas. is and I still, yeah, totally. Um, I was gonna say I love it for all that, but I don't really, not for wedding dresses. I don't, I don't believe in weddings, but um, or I don't believe in like big weddings, but I definitely believe in recipes and home decor. So I just really um, made that shift when I saw what was going on in her business. And um, like I said, still to this day, you know, it remains her biggest lead generator, her biggest source of traffic, um, and it makes her money. And uh, to me, that is just amazing that this platform that we love for inspiration and ideas um, can make people money as well. So I just really fell in love with that idea. I uh, dug in and learned all the Pinterest things. I took some courses. I did a lot of experimentation on my own account, on her account with other clients that I brought in as well. Um, and then flash forward, you know, now four years later, I've set up strategic Pinterest um, profiles that drive traffic and make people money. For coaches and course creators, I've done probably maybe two or three dozen of those. Um, probably closer to three dozen. And um, in addition to that, I've created my course that teaches people how to, uh, you know, teaches people all the methods that I've developed that specifically work for the coaches and the course creators um, in particular, because different things work for course creators and coaches than do work for food bloggers or Etsy sellers, because those people do really well on Pinterest as well, but those aren't my people. The things, the things that I've learned in the way that I like Pinterest to work is, um, you know, specific methods that I've developed that work for us, you know, the coaches and the course creators. So, yes. yeah, so that's kind of like my, my genesis story, I guess, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. And so that's, that brings me up to today. And um, yeah, so that's where I am. Awesome. And I want to give you a quick shout out here as well, Jana. Uh, Jana runs yep. all sorts of um, uh um, courses and she's got resources and masterclasses and, and checklists. We'll run through them a bit later, but even now yeah. I'll put all those in the show notes. So even here, if you're sold, right. you're like, I need to learn about Pinterest, just go to the show notes and you'll, you'll see everything there. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about Pinterest in general here, Jana. Okay. Now yep. I'm probably a good example. I don't use it. I've got the app on my phone. I've had it there for probably 10 years, maybe five, 10 years. And I always think, yeah, one day I'll start using this app and I, I never use it. So 
Um, <laughs> I'm probably a good example. What, I'm going to ask you yeah. the question. What, why would I use it for lead generation? Yeah. What, why is it different to a Facebook or an Instagram yeah. or a LinkedIn? What advantages has it got? What, what mm-hmm. can you tell me, Pinterest in general? Yeah. Okay. So when you say that you don't use it, you have the app on your phone, but you don't use it. Do you mean that you don't use it as a user? Like you don't look on it for any ideas or inspiration where you don't use it for business or both? Okay. So zero for business. For both. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I'll, I'll, oh, maybe once a year I'll, I'll log on there and just <laughs> see what's on my feed. And like yep. I logged on just before, I'm like, if I'm interviewing a Pinterest expert, I better jump on and have a look. So I, I have a scroll and then I, I don't do anything with it. So yeah, let's say very... zero for both. Let's say zero. Okay. That was very responsible of you to do. (laughs) Um, Okay. So first of all, um, one thing to know is that Pinterest is a very fast growing platform. So probably about a year and a half ago, there was an announcement that they were up to 250 million users and then it was up to 300 million users and then 350 like six months later. And then recently, um, and we're recording this for anyone who's listening later on during um, the really the middle of, or who knows if it's the middle of, but during the 2020 pandemic, coronavirus pandemic. So in March of 2020, when uh, everyone kind of um, went on lockdown in various you know, places in the world and whatnot, Pinterest actually started announcing that they were up to like 390 users, which um, is really pretty amazing um, in terms of the fast platform growth. And some of it has to do with what's going on in the world. And some of it is just because it's an amazing, fun platform to be on. Um, and it actually, in 2019, at some point, it, sna- it surpassed Snapchat. <laughs> I was going to say it surpassed Snapchat mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for, I speak very quickly sometimes, um, in terms of the, um, the th- so now it's the third, when it surpassed Snapchat, it became the third largest um, visibility or online platform um, you know, in the world. So that was pretty amazing as well. So it's growing quickly. um, And it is a place where people go for inspiration and ideas. Um, It's still mostly women. It's still about 70% women, but about 40% of new users, new signups for new accounts as users are men. So that is shifting a little bit. That's because I know the women are there, right? Tell tell any guy, hey, 70% (laughs) of this is women. And then they'll they'll go in there and ruin it, you know? Well, (laughs) Well, here's the thing. It's interesting that you say that because the major the main thing that coaches and course creators need to do in order to be able to think about marketing on Pinterest is to make this shift in their uh, mindset if you will I think I can say that because most coaches and course creators love that word um, <laughs> in their thinking let's just say a shift in their thinking from from the social media um, thought process to the search engine process or okay, thought process yes because Pinterest is a search engine. And so for those people who are listening and you may be in this bucket, Jono, who really haven't spent much time on it, um, I'm just gonna back up like a thousand steps and really quickly remind you or tell you that Pinterest is more like Google than it is like a social media platform. Mm. So when you are in Pinterest, you're looking at pictures, but behind every picture, there's a link. Mm. So when we search for something on Google, up comes maybe on the first page of Google, you know, there's 16 different entries or something like that. I don't know how many, but, and there are words there that represent yep. links that we could click on to learn more about that thing we searched for. Mm. Um, now on Pinterest, it's exactly the same way, except instead of seeing words that represent those links, you're seeing pictures that represent those links. Yes. So you can search for something and then you can click and move off the, the platform that is Pinterest over to someone's website. Mm. So 
Pinterest actually is a platform that encourages users to leave the platform and go explore and discover things on the cre on the websites of the people who are creating content on Pinterest. Mm. So what it's a good it, advantage there. Let's just even stop yeah. there for a sec. That's one thing I notice with every other social media platform. It's a nightmare to try and get them to leave it. You know, you, you post right. a link on Facebook, Facebook, you know, doesn't show it to anyone, you know, right. Inst Instagram, yeah. you've got one little link yeah. in the, you know, in ah, the bio. Right, <laughs> right, so right. This, link in bio. <laughs> this platform actually encourages you to say, hey, post your stuff here and we right. won't punish you for, for putting a link there. We'll actually right. encourage people to click from the link there. That's exactly correct. Right. So there is that big advantage. Um, and there's also an advantage from the perspective of what type of mind frame the pinners are in because pinners are there to, it's really me time for them when they're there. They're there to get ideas and inspiration for ways to make their lives better. And um, the most recent statistics from Omnicore um, actually say that 98% of Pinterest users report to have tried something um, that they found on Pinterest, so some kind of idea. And about 83% of them have actually purchased something because of something that they saw on Pinterest. So no. people are there, yeah. So people are there looking for ideas and inspiration and things to try. And it's when you can capture them and use the platform in the way that, um, that, that you know, kind of utilizes all the best practices, you can take advantage of the fact that people are there looking for things to do. They're not there looking for community. They're not there looking for engagement with people like they are on social media. They're actually looking for things to try and do and buy. Um, so there's a big difference in terms of the intention that people have when they're using the platform as well. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, I'm talking a lot to answer your question, but I just want to also just it. point out that because Pinterest is search engine and not social media, you have to make, take a totally different approach to it when mm. you're marketing there. But one of the great advantages of it is that it is much more, or much, much more low maintenance or much lower maintenance, I suppose I could say, for the coach or the course creator or the service provider who's looking to market there. There's no need to spend time on their engaging. Um, people don't engage on Pinterest. They're not there to build relationships. They're not there to build no like and trust. They're there to discover ideas and head over to your website. So on one side of the coin, the great thing about that is you can actually, I teach in my course and I teach my clients how to set up a workflow where you spend four to six hours per month in Ooh. one sitting. Yeah. So, you, so I think you made a mistake. Did you say four to six hours a day? Is that what you meant to say? Or? <laughs> I did not. That's how much time we spend on Instagram. Um, yeah. So like four to six hours per month in one sitting where you can just do your, you know, you spend half a day basically doing everything you need to do for your Pinterest strategy for the next 30 days and then you set it and forget it and come back to it again 30 days later and do it again. So you don't need to be there engaging um, in order to make it work for you. Whereas on social media, you can you can put a ton of great content on there, but unless you're actually spending time engaging um, with people and building relationships and doing the social things that social media is all about, you're probably not going to gain the kind of traction that you want. Whereas on Pinterest, you don't need to do any of that. So it's quite low maintenance. Um, and when people think, oh gosh, I don't want to add like another social media platform to my mm -hmm. list of things to do, um, I always remind them or let them know um, that while you do have to do some things to grow and maintain it and you have to invest some time up front to set it up strategically, for instance, researching keywords to use and things like that, once you've got it set up strategically, it can really hum along and be much, much less high maintenance and really nothing like a 
strategy in that way. Um, so your original question was how, what advantages does it have? And those are really the, the main advantages that I see. <laughs> I think you're a good salesperson. I think you've sold me. You know, I think I'm going to jump online and buy this, this course here. I'll just summarize well, a few of the buttons. I just love it. I love the platform, you know, so I get excited about it. <laughs> I think you sold me at the four to six hours per month, you know, because that was my thought. I'm like, come on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I muck around on LinkedIn. I try YouTube, right. you know, there's TikTok that's coming up. Why am I going to uh, put uh. more effort into this? But then I'm like, hold on, four to six per four to six hours. And did you say one sitting? So I could just say yeah. hey, one Sunday, I'm going to sit down and, and um, sit down and work yeah. half a day. And there's my content for the whole month and Absolutely. my strategy for the whole month. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I because think. nothing nothing on Pinterest needs to be done in real time. Um, and nothing needs to be done, um, you know, no, none of that engagement needs to happen. So for that reason, you, you can just do your work for the month and set it and forget it till the next month. Yes, yes. I think you're going to have a new course customer in the next next couple of days. <laughs> so, and I'll, but I'll give some other things as well. That, that I think is the hottest seller right there. But I took some notes. So I'll just summarize some of these things, make sure I've got them and make sure that I'm not giving the listeners any wrong information here. To summarize, there's a heap of traffic on Pinterest. Did you say it was the third yeah. biggest social media platform in terms of traffic? It is. It's the, yeah. And it's actually referring about 5% of all internet traffic now. Wow. So that's a good reason there because I, I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of traffic is hard to create, right? I don't want to throw, mm -hmm. try and create traffic out of the blue, but if there's people already going to this platform here, Hey, let me try and leverage that traffic there. So I think that's yep. really cool. Now, mm -hmm. most people that go on Pinterest actually do the thing that you tell them to do. So if it's like, Hey, <laughs> here's, a, here's a workout or here's a recipe, they'll, they'll actually do that thing and they'll actually buy the thing after that as well. Is that, is that what you were saying there? Yeah, I think that the, the mindset of the pinner is they're there looking for ideas to try and things to do, um, whereas on social media, people are there to be social. And so mm. when you promote something on social media, sometimes it works, mm. but a lot of times people are like, oh gosh, they're promoting that thing. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. on Pinterest, you're actually getting in front of an audience that is actually thirsty and hungry for your ideas. This is uh, the perfect app for introverts, right? If anyone's listening to this and they're like, I don't want to do yeah. a live video. I don't want to, you know, um, promote to my friends. You know, I don't want to add people I don't know. Pinterest sounds like the perfect platform for these people, right? It's funny. Yeah, people actually do call it the introverts platform. It's, it's gotten that nickname. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right, cool. Yeah. So, yes, I'm sold on Pinterest anyway. I think I'm going to do your course. <laughs> Let's say my listeners are now sold on Pinterest as well. Can you give us some tips, Jana? What, what do we do on there? You know, I, I logged on the other day. I logged on 10 minutes ago and I'm like, well, what do I do on this thing now? <laughs> yeah. Where, where do we yeah. start? What's, what's point? I guess point one is jump on and, and play around with it. Would you say? Oh, for sure. I think getting yeah. to know how the platform works as a user is always going to be a good idea. So I would say if you're not someone who has already been using Pinterest as a user, it would be good to set aside a little bit of time just to you know, search some things you're interested in, find out how it works and just kind of mess around with it. Can, and then I, for sorry, can I, can I jump in mm -hmm. there for a sec? Just to sure. I'll share just what I found from a completely cold person who hasn't logged on for, for a year and logged on for the first time 10 minutes ago. This is yeah. the way I saw it where I had a feed. I think it was, I must've typed in my interests or something. And, you know, there was mm -hmm. a, a feed up there that I could see and I yep. just, and the, there was a list of photos uh, yep. And then I clicked on the photo and there was like a little description under that photo there. And yep. then there was a link to go to that person's website. Is right. that essentially the flow? So it's like, you've yep. got a, 
a photo to catch someone's attention, almost like a YouTube yeah. thumbnail, I guess you could, you could say. And Absolutely. then there's like a little caption, which I guess would essentially yeah. be a, a Twitter. Do, what's the word count there? Do you know off the top of your head? Can you have it's a long one? Yeah, I believe it's 160 um, is the actual pin description itself. Um, okay. So it's not that long. Um, like a tweet or longer? Well, I, I, I'm not a big Twitter person, but I, okay. a tweet okay. used to be 140 characters. I don't know if okay. a tweet so is longer now, but yeah, yeah, it's roughly about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yeah. that caption is like, okay, how, what can we write in here to get this person to our website? Yeah, actually, it's interesting. Um, w- what we have found is that the the text overlay on the Pinterest pin itself, so if you have a graphic and then it tells you something about what you're seeing in the graphic with the text overlay, that's typically what people read and what tells them what they'll get or incense them to click through to get that thing, right, or learn that information or see that thing. And the Pinterest description, the pin description itself, isn't actually very widely read. Oh, you do okay. want to... Yeah, you do want to write something there that would, if someone was reading it, describe yeah. what they would get. But actually, that is the, ma- the main, um, from a marketing perspective, the main thing you want to be doing there is making sure that you're writing a keyword-rich description. Because that's one of the areas, there are six areas on Pinterest where you can add your keywords. And that's one of those six areas. So it's important that you include keywords that people might be searching for in that little description there. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'll let you do your thing because no. you, you obviously know a thing or two about this matter. So let's go over. Someone's listening to this, you know, they've downloaded the app. They've had a bit mm-hmm. of a play around. Okay. Get the idea where it works. What's the first yeah. thing they should do to, to start growing their list? Yeah. So I teach a framework where I, I call my basics, the four pillars of Pinterest okay. success. Yes. And I really believe, especially for coaches and course creators and people, service providers who, you know, we're running our businesses. We're not um, full-time vloggers. We're mm. not going to be on Pinterest all day, every day. I really believe that paying attention to and making sure you set, um, you're really focusing on the basics mm. is where you um, will win. Um, so I really teach people to really focus in on the foundational things with Pinterest. Interest. So the first one is the keywords. And um, anytime you're working with a, a search engine like Google mm-hmm. or YouTube or Pinterest in this case, the keywords are really, really important. And um, unfortunately, it's also the part that a lot of people kind of gloss over because it's not really, it's not sexy. It's not yeah. fun. You yeah, know what I mean? You're like, oh, keywords, right? And then you, then you add research to that keyword Whoa. research and it just sounds even worse, right? I personally love it. Like I personally find it to be fascinating because behind the keyword research, there's all this psychology, right? But that would be the first thing. And you really want to um, make a list of things you think your people might be searching. Make sure that those things are not like the jargon that you use, but actually the things that people use, your, your people use when they're using their, like their vernacular, if you will, the things that the words they use when they ask you questions. And then actually do some research to find out if those things are being searched on Pinterest. And then once you've determined that, you actually can add those keywords that you decide are going to be your important keywords to those six areas of your profile. So that's really the first thing that I teach people how to do. And it's really important not to skip it because you can do everything else right. And if you don't really pay enough attention to the keyword piece of things, um, the rest of the strategy will kind of Womp womp on you. Well, it's it's similar. I I see more and more correlations to Google here, you know, where it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, if you want to appear number one on on Google, and I guess YouTube as well, you know, hey, you need to have these keywords right. You need to know what people are searching. You need to know there's traffic going there. Now, the. I'll ask a couple questions here. I don't know if there's an answer or not. The strategy I like to use on both 
uh, Google and YouTube is mm-hmm. I use keywords everywhere. And I'm like, do you know that mm-hmm. keywords everywhere? I yeah. do. Yep. And yep. I'm, I'm like, familiar I'm, with it. Awesome. So I'm like, okay, what words are getting a lot of traffic? Because before yep. I knew that, I, I worked with an SEO agency and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, here are the 10 words, you know, that people are yep. going to search and just gave it to them. And, and it's funny, you know, I gave it to them and, and within a few months, they're like, yeah, you're now ranked number one on all these keywords. And then I got a bit better with, with marketing and business. And I realized the mm-hmm. cool, keep the word, the tool keywords everywhere. And then I was oh, yeah. like, hold on four of these words I've given them has like zero search volume. So it's all well, yeah. it's all well and good for me to back re-rank number one. But if there's no search right. volume, it's, it's a waste of time. So right. yeah. I use it for that. And then I also listen to, do you know who Sunny Lenarduzzi is? I do. Yes. Yeah. I've taken her course. Yep. Me too. So you probably yeah. know her, her YouTube yeah. strategy where right. she's like, Hey, you need volume, you know, because yep. you've got people search it. But yep. if it's too competitive, if you type in fitness as your keyword, right. Good right. luck on YouTube. You know, you're just not going right. to be there. No one's going to get to your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So can, do, you, do you know yeah. any tools or, or even, yeah. I guess there's things like yeah. Instagram, you can type in the hashtag and see. And get that um, right. The volume. Yeah. yeah. You can sort yeah. of be like, let me pick one that's in the middle. You know, it's not too competitive, but there's stuff. Right. Are there any strategies right. or tools or tips you can give us there on Pinterest? Yeah. So the, the thing that's interesting about Pinterest is that as of now, um, Pinterest has not um, created nor have they given their API, if that makes mm. sense. I'm not a developer, but that's yeah. my basic understanding of how it works, to any third party to create any kind of research tool, third party yeah. research tool. Yeah. Um, and by the way, just as an aside, there are people out there who sell a Pinterest research tool and it's not something you should buy because yep. you can't do anything with it that you can't do with Pinterest itself. So yep. don't invest in something like that, just as an aside. Yep. Um, whereas Keywords Everywhere is a great tool and totally yep. worth the investment if you're you know, doing yep. like a, a YouTube strategy for sure. So um, on Pinterest, it's a little bit, there aren't really good ways to... Um, to see the uh, the quantitative mm. um, you know numbers when it comes to that, so you have to take a little bit more of an intuitive approach, yep. um, and you use you take the keywords that you think people might be looking for, and you pop them in, and you see what comes up, and you see what's coming up in predictive text and that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. But you're not going to get like there isn't going to be a third party tool or yep. even an in Pinterest tool like there is an Instagram to actually show you the search volume. Yep. So the approach I take um, to it is more a about making sure that you're going general enough with your search terms, that you're going to um, sort of cast your net wide enough, but specific enough that the people you're going to catch in that net, (laughs) that's not a very good analogy, but um, (laughs) are going to be ideal clients for you, are going to actually be people who would be interested in what you teach and interested in the solutions that you provide. Um, But unfortunately, there isn't yet um, any kind of third-party tool. I would love it if there would be one at some point. Well, you know, I think there's an advantage, disadvantage. The advantage is it would make it so much easier, but the disadvantage is if it was easier, then everyone would just freaking do it. At least now, you know, if you can get a little bit clever, you know, and use some of your strategies, I'm sure you're covering the course, you know, use some other, it probably, it's probably correlates somewhat anyway, right? You jump on keywords everywhere. If there's a lot of traffic there, if there's a lot of traffic on Instagram, Eh, yep. it may, there may be some sort of correlate. You can, you can do some, you know, type it in Pinterest, see what other people yeah. are using. So I guess there's yeah, a bit of fun exactly. there as well. Yeah, uh, you can kind of play between the different platforms. There is a little bit of a difference with the kinds of things people search yeah. on Pinterest than what the kinds of things are that they search on other platforms. Yeah. But generally, if you start with a list of keywords that you already have researched for Google, and then you research those in the Pinterest app, that's a great head start. 
Awesome. Okay. Makes sense. And yeah. so there's six places we, we can put them. I'm guessing we just mm-hmm. put them every, every single place. There's an opportunity, right? We put it in our profile. <laughs> yeah. We put it in the description. We put it, yeah. put it, is that the, just wherever you can slide them in, slide them in, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I have a, actually, I do have a little free resource on my website. One of those many freebies that you mentioned earlier um, that you can grab. It's actually, um, it's Jana O Media forward slash Pinterest keywords. Um, and it gives you swipe copy for the six different areas. So it, it kind of mm. like helps you kind of know what the best ways to use the keywords are in different areas, because there are certain areas where you can kind of I hate to use the term keyword stuff, but you can do that a little bit and get away with it. And then there's other areas where you definitely wouldn't want to do that. So there's um, different kind of best practices for those different six areas. But generally speaking, you're right. You're basically taking those keywords and you're getting as much mileage as you can from them by adding them to all the places on Pinterest. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. So keyword research and then throw them in there. That's our our first step. What's Mm -hmm. number two? Yeah. Visuals is the second platform. So this one is probably going to be the easiest one for people who already have um, a successful social media strategy Mm -hmm. to implement because although there are some things that are specific to Pinterest and like things that work really well on Pinterest that might be different than what works on other platforms, um, there definitely are. But generally speaking, the basics when it comes to messaging and being able to understand what it takes for your Pinterest pins to be able to do two things. Number one, stop the scroll because it's got to grab that person's attention, right? And get them to pay attention. And then number two, to convert them to do the next thing you want them to do, which is click through to your website. Um, so you basically, you know, you want to learn the best practices for Pinterest when it comes to visuals and create pins that are going to stop the scroll and get people to do what you want them to do. Um, so that's going to be the second pillar of success would be the visuals. So let's take a second Mm -hmm. here. So I'm just thinking of myself now and how I can, uh, convert this so I can get it around my head and then share with the listeners. So... Okay, where to start on this one? Visuals. Okay. So actually, maybe let's go back a step and talk about the actual Pinterest process. So I think, and this is just my, um, just from me logging on once a year, this is what I sort of see on Pinterest. So yep. when I used to do fitness stuff, when I used to be a personal trainer on a boot camp, I would log yep. on Pinterest every now and then to get like just a simple workout, you know? I could, there'd be a yeah. photo there. Which is, hey, here's a 20 minute workout. 20 squats, 20 lunges, 20 bridges, yeah. 20 push-ups, whatever, right? And I could just yeah. look at that. Great. Hey, post it on my Facebook group. Hey, um, yeah. people, here's a workout you can do at home today, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Now, yeah. I get the impression that's changed a little bit now where maybe that one would still work as an example, but you can go further where it may just be a, a headline, you know, top 10 Mm-hmm. exercise ideas maybe is what the, the yep. photo is and it looks attractive or whatever. And then yep. for someone to get those ideas, they would click and go to the website. Has it right. changed like that at all? Or am I just completely wrong? Or what, what can you tell us? No, no. Yeah, no, you are, you're remembering really uh, correctly for sure. And I think that that's a great example of the kind of thing where you need to be intentional. If your goal is to get traffic to your website, then you yeah. don't want to give away all of the information on the pin itself. Yeah. And so that's a great example in the fitness um, arena. Yeah. Um, if you were a food blogger, you wouldn't necessarily want to have the Pinterest pin itself have all the instructions and all the ingredients right on the pin yeah. itself, right? If you are a coach or a course creator, yeah, maybe you want to say, I'm going to teach you the top five ways that you can X, Y, Z. And then you maybe have a little call to action button that says, get the full list here. So you definitely want to be thinking about that psychology around getting people over to, um, to Pinterest. Same thing with a lot of people tend to, um, this is a great example of like, 
trying to use Pinterest like social media. Mm. If you do what you do on Instagram and you post a great quote like that awesome James Clear quote <laughs> that I just mentioned earlier, right? With my little logo in the bottom for brand lift. <laughs> No one's going to click through that to my website, right? Because there isn't really much incentive to do that. They might save that quote to their board and that might help me a little bit. But if my goal is to get traffic to my website, then I should be investing my time in creating graphics that are going to not only stop the scroll, but also convert over to my website. Okay. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good insight that you, you know, just threw out there that just from the user's perspective. Awesome. Okay. Well, Hey, I'll now ask Mm -hmm. a, okay. So I'll share a, a strategy I use on two different businesses. Mm-hmm. One way I do it on Instagram with my fitness education business. One, I do yep. it on Facebook with like an online course business. So it's essentially yep. the, the free mini course strategy, right? Yeah. Hey, here's this thing. It's a free mini course, you know, click below or comment below yeah. and you get a copy of the, the free mini course and whether it's a DM or a link or whatever it may be, that person yep. then, you know, enters their details. They get the course sent to them, yada, yada, yada. Yep. Now, on Instagram, on my fitness business, it's with a video, right? It's a video of, mm-hmm. let's just say it's a boxing mini course, for example. It's a video yep. of, you know, a couple of people boxing, a workout, maybe the description in the, the bio as well. And then on yep. that video, it's got, you know, hey, boxing workouts mini course, comment below to get a free copy. Would something mm-hmm. similar to that, you obviously can't do a video, well, I'm guessing you can't do a video on, on Pinterest, but would mm-hmm. something, or you can do a video on Pinterest, you can. Okay. Well, well, let's start, let's go both ways, right? Let's say, is that the sort of strategy that could work where it's like, Hey, he's sample boxing workout, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Or not even, could it even just be as simple as, Hey, do you want boxing workouts? I've got a free mini yeah. course, click below to get right. it. Can it be yeah. that simple or what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, no, I mean, it can be that simple. Um, so just like with any kind of funnel, you know, and I, whether or not people like the word funnel or mm-hmm. customer journey, you know, it can be as simple or as complex as you need it to be to get done what you want to get yep. done into goals. And there's lots of different goals with Pinterest and there's lots of different goals with people's funnels. I will say that Pinterest, my number one most favorite way to help clients with Pinterest is to create, is to basically make Pinterest be an extension of their existing converting funnel. Mm, So if you know where you want to drive your traffic to, if you know when you pin where you want people to land on your website and what you want them to do next, that's going to help you make that decision about what Mm. your pin should and shouldn't have on it, right? How much information it's going to have, what format you want to use to to create that that free thing. But it's my my very favorite strategy um, to use Pinterest to grow your email list with a really good lead magnet that's well Mm. aligned. So it's um, definitely a really good instinct. And if you have a great lead magnet, that's something you definitely want to be promoting on Pinterest. And honestly, if you have a great lead magnet and it's converting for you, it's actually kind of a shame to not be using Pinterest because yeah. you could be getting a lot of really good automated traffic over to that, you know, to that entry point, um, that funnel entry point. Okay. So yeah, no, it's, that's, it can be, it can be that simple. It can be as simple as a simple static pin. You could go mm-hmm. video pin if you want to. Yep. If that's going to work for your niche and it might work really well for your niche, mm. but uh, or for the niche you were just talking about, yep. but it could be as simple as that static pin, just dangling that freebie and making it just irresistible and getting people over there Love so that it. when they land there, you know, you know what they're going to grab that freebie. So, okay. Sure. So let me summarize that step there. It's almost working backwards. It's like, all right, right. Yeah. What's my goal? My goal is to build my list. Okay. How do I build my list? It's having this lead magnet there. Okay, cool. I got to get people to go to this lead magnet. Okay. What yeah. sort of visuals are going to work there? Let me try a few as well. Right. Let me try a yeah. video one. Let me try a photo one. Let me, you yeah. know, um, try one that just says here's the freebie. Let me try one yeah. that gives a bit of value and then a little click below the yes. bottom and 
let's see what works best and you know go from there right absolutely absolutely because different things work for different accounts and in different niches so absolutely Awesome. Got right. it. Cool. So I'm with you. So we've done our, yeah. our keyword research now. We know what we need yeah. to have there. We know what yeah. our, our outcome is. We know we now need to create visuals to yeah. get people there. Uh, what's yeah. the next step, Jana? So the other two pillars that um, I talk about in my framework essentially are um, consistency and mm. time. So um, those things really kind of go hand in hand. Mm. Uh, Pinterest is a little bit of a slow burn. It takes a little longer to gain traction mm. than other, um, other platforms, if you will. Yep. Um, it's a lot more like YouTube in that way, yep. um, in the sense that there's like an inverse relationship between the amount of effort you have to put into it in the beginning and the results that you get. Yep. But the awesome thing about that is that if you are consistent and you put that workflow into place and you follow that workflow, just like James Clear says, you know, follow that process to get the progress. Um, if you follow that workflow over time, it becomes easier to manage and your results start to snowball. So it gets really exciting because over time you have to do less and less to maintain and grow it. And meanwhile, your results are getting better and better over time. So it's kind of like you're building me. equity in something. Yeah, it's you pretty amazing. I love, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in love with the platform, of course, and the results that my clients and students get from it. So, um, awesome. yeah, so that would be the other, that's the last piece of it really is putting a workflow into place and then mm. just following it and being patient and trusting in the process. Yes. I love that for yeah. a few different reasons. I love consistency because that's like anything, right? No matter what you like, go to the gym once. Yeah. Good luck. You know, having the, the body you right. want, right? Go, go right. every now and yeah. then or when you feel like it, go, you know, right. once a week this week and then five times next week and then skip a week and then t it's not going to work, right? Like right. anything in life, it's got to be consistency and right. slow burn. Okay. It's not like you're going to do it today and get a whole heap of traffic tomorrow right. and yep. But once again, right, anyone that sort of sells you that dream is probably lying to you anyway, right? No matter what they're, they're trying to do. There's obviously things that yeah. are going to work a bit quicker than, than others. Um, yeah. but, but, but really, like anything in life, yeah. it's like, all right, cool. Let me plant the seed now. And this is, this is actually a good message, I think, for any course creator. Like if you're listening to this now and you're like, oh, it's a slow burn. No, no, I need to make, you know, 100 sales next week. You probably should have thought of that three months ago, right? So my, my advice to, to that sort yeah. of person would be like, hey, maybe skip that dream. Maybe, you know, drive Uber for the next couple months or whatever for some, some cash flow. Yeah. But do this, this stuff now so right. that in three months, six months, 12 months, whatever it be, now you've got things going in. So right. thank you for bringing yeah. that up. Now, yeah. Janet, there's, there's a few questions I always like to finish my podcast off with. One of them Ooh. is around mentors and books. Now, you've already dropped um, one book there, The Atomic Habits. Did you have maybe another book or two that you could recommend for any aspiring course mm. creators? And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a book on you know, how to sell more yeah. courses, whether it's marketing, sales, mindset, time management, motivation. Yeah. You know, what are some books that have helped you on your career? Well, there's another book that I really like a lot too, and it's um, kind of along the same you know, vein as the James Clear concepts, but um, it's a book called Essentialism by Greg McGowan. Oh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I so it's know. Greg, and then his last name is McGowan, but it's M-C-K, I think it is, E-O-W-N, I believe is how it's spelled. Um, and Essentialism is the name of the book, and it talks a little bit about basically going all in you know, mm. on the one thing that you are all about, right? You know, committing to one thing and just going deep on it instead of wide and not spreading yourself too thin. 
Um, and I, I love that book. So that's a really good one. And then, you know, I've had a lot of really um, amazing, you know, mentors that I've learned from over the years. Um, the client, honestly, that I mentioned toward the beginning of our podcast is someone that I've learned so much from over the years. Um, her name, I don't know if you've ever I've heard of her, but her name is Kay Putnam. And she is the psychology-driven brand strategist. She's at kayputnam.com, K-A-Y-E-P-U-T-N-A-M.com. Um, and she teaches all about brand strategy that's based on being true to yourself. And rather than sort of obsessing over the idea of like that ideal client avatar, kind of turning it on your head, on its head, excuse me, and um, starting from a place of what are my innate advantages? You know, what mm -hmm. am I the, the best at? Um, and I think as course creators, we tend to, um, it's important for us to, because there are generally speaking, not in every niche, but in most niches, there are a lot of people teaching what you teach. Yeah. But the reason why people invest in your course is because you are you and there's no one else that can be as you as you as you as you, you know. Um, so that is something that I've always been inspired by what she teaches about and creates because I think it applies in that way to us as course creators and just as entrepreneurs and infopreneurs as well. So I'd say those are two two people. Um, one that I personally know and one that I don't that have inspired me. <laughs> yes. Love it. And we'll, I'll even just spend a minute or two expanding on those topics there. So the essential yeah. essentialism was the one about going deep into the one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I'll even give just an example here. The reason why uh, I connected with Jana in the first place and the reason why I've got on this podcast is because she's a master at one thing, Pinterest. There's a million different people on, on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, I'm a marketer this and I'll do this, 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 and this. It's not that attractive. I mean, they may, they may be good at what they do. Don't get me wrong. But there's an advantage where it's like, hey, I'm the best at this one thing. If you right. want to learn this one thing, come to me. So I yeah. think that's really, really cool there. And then, yes, on the, the second note there, we're focusing on your strengths as well because there's obviously a lot of people that, that do what you do. And it's going to be hard. The way I look at it anyway is it's going to be hard to beat other people at their own game, all right? Yeah. And, and another way to even put it is if you're – you've obviously got to do the work on your, your ideal customer. I think that I'm a huge fan of that as well. Um, mm -hmm. the, the flip side to that – is that it's, it's got to be a fit both ways. My take on it yeah. is let's say, let's just use me and you as an example. Let's say, um, whatever, you're, you're in my ideal client, you're the age, you're the gender, you're the you know, mm -hmm. uh, occupation, whatever it may be. But right. if my style doesn't sort of fit with you, Mm -hmm. then I'm probably, it's not going to be a good experience because you're not going to like the course or, or the program. And mm -hmm. if I have to cater it so that I'm not me and you, I'm not going to enjoy it. All right? right. But if we can have a fit the other way and it's yeah. like, Hey, here's what I do. Here's the way I like to do it. If yeah. this is the way you like to do it as well. Great. We're going to be an awesome fit and yeah. both of us are going to have an awesome time and, and go from there. So right. I think that's an important point there. Um, okay. Now so from there, Jana, do you want to let us know a little bit about what the next step is for you? Someone's listening to this and they're like, all right, great. I definitely go on, want to go on Pinterest, but man, it's, I can't do this on my own. It's too much work or I don't want to do the, the research myself. Is there a shortcut where I can yeah. do a course or, you know, watch a yeah. webinar and I can get started here or follow someone on social yeah. media? Where, let us know all about that side of things. Yeah, sure. I think that if someone is listening and they're brand new to the idea of using Pinterest for business, using Pinterest rather than just for fun, but you know, setting it up strategically so that you can grow your email list on autopilot, sell more courses with it, 
I would say a really good place to start would be my free masterclass. Um, it teaches you the five secrets. It's my five best secrets um, about how to, um, how to get clients and how to grow your audience on autopilot using Pinterest. And um, you can actually, you can get that by going to my website and there, it's right in the navigation bar. It says free class. Um, but you can also go to um, the link that'll be in your show notes to access it too. And um, yeah, I think that that's a great way to quickly get up to speed on those five things that you need to know so that you'll be approaching Pinterest in the right way and not make the kinds of mistakes that people do make when they're trying to approach it like social media, if they've had success on social media before and kind of want to try to replicate that on Pinterest. So that's where I would start if you're brand new to the idea of using it strategically for business. Awesome. And if someone's like, all right, yeah. hey, I just think Jana's cool. I want to follow her and you know, <laughs> see what she's up to. What's your best social media platform? Facebook, Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. So for social media, I love being on Facebook. Um, I just really enjoy all the interactions and um, helping people answering questions, giving my feedback on things. So you can um, find me. I'm the only Jenna Osafsky out there on Facebook for sure. Um, so you can find me there or you can go to my page, which is facebook.com forward slash Jenna Omedia, I think. Um, that's my handle there. So yeah, that would be a great place to connect with me. And uh, I always happy to get DMs from people about you know their basic questions too. So people can always message me there. Awesome. Well, yeah. hey, Jana, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything um, I should have asked but didn't or forgot <laughs> to, or is there anything you want to finish finish this off with? I don't think so. I think that that's, um, we covered a whole lot of stuff, which is great. And you had such great questions. And I think um, I'm hoping that people who are listening are really thinking of Pinterest in a totally different way now. I think we helped them do that. So Awesome. Well, hey, Jana, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.